Turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26, I'm going to read from verse 6 to, from verse 36 to 44. We will consider a few things therein about the sorrows of our Savior. Matthew chapter 26, from 36 forward. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So, leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. This afternoon, we are once again gathered to um, partake of the Lord's Supper. And as we were able to consider on Friday uh, from the confession, we know that there are privileges that those who are members of a church uh, get, and this is one of them, being welcome um, to the table of the Lord and remembering his death until he comes. So that Jesus invites his saints and he tells them to come to this table. Now the text before us grants us many things. But I would like us to consider just the sorrows of our Lord as he was waiting to be executed. As he was waiting uh, uh, to take upon himself the wrath of God for the sake of his people. We read here that they went to that place called Gethsemane. And as we've just sung, we do not want to forget this place called Gethsemane. We don't want to forget the agony that our Lord went through. We don't want to forget the love of Christ for his people. And so we we, we just sung, lead me to Calvary. Help me to remember that. I'd like to remind you of what Christ did. They went to this place called Gethsemane. And then Christ wants to now go to a secluded place and pray by himself. He takes with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. 
Um, and the Bible says that he began to be sorrowful. He began to be troubled. And we could ask, why is this? Why does Jesus begin to be sorrowful? He, say, he says to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Why is he sorrowful? The Bible says that he is sorrowful because he is troubled because he is able to look forward and to see the wrath of God that is going to be poured upon him for the sake of his people. Jesus Christ sees the punishment that awaits him for the sake of our sins. He sees what God has in store for him as he bears the curse of the law or, or as he's going to bear the curse of the law. And we're told there that he, he, he goes a little farther, he falls on his face and he prays. He says, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. He's saying that this is a this is a tormenting thing. This is the cup of the wrath of God. And this cup, the Lord Jesus Christ is preparing himself to take so that you and I may not take it. And oh, praise the Lord that Jesus took it. Praise the Lord that he, he took this cup of wrath Now, being a human, um, while at the same time being God, um, he sees, he knows that this is a terrible thing that is about to befall him. So being a human, he prays, God, remove this from me. Um, we know that he knows what is awaiting him because he knows the commission or the mission that God sent him to accomplish. And he says, God, remove this. My father, remove this. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Now, the thing that I'd like you to pay attention to here is if the son of God, the second person of the Trinity, is praying to his father, asking him to remove this cup from him, how much more painful will it be for those who will incur upon themselves the wrath of God? The pain, the suffering, the torment that the sinners will experience in hell is insurmountable. It cannot be, it cannot be comprehended. Jesus is able to see that wrath that awaits him. And he says, if it be possible, let this car pass from me. But then I'd like you to see how he entrusts himself to the will of his father. He says, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The Bible says that he goes a second time. And he prays, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. So, so, so 
Jesus knows why his father sent him. But then he is, he is in agony. He is terrified. He sees the wrath of God as it is coming. But he entrusts himself to the will of his father. You see, this is one of the, one of the reasons why Jesus has been given the name that is above every name. You know that text there in Philippians? That says that he did not count equality, as go, uh, equality with God a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself. He took upon himself the form of, of man, human form. And he experienced that death. He took upon himself that curse of death. You know that text in Galatians? Let me just read for you Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. The curse that was upon us is given us here. Galatians 3.11 Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. So Paul is saying those who live by the law, those who do the law shall live by the law. And then he says in verse 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree. So that you see, Jesus Christ takes our curse upon himself. Because we were unable to keep the law, we, we were supposed to be cursed. We were supposed to be damned. Jesus comes and becomes that curse for us. He comes and is hung on that tree. While we are the ones who are to incur that wrath of God up on that tree, the Bible tells us that Jesus does it. And while we see his agony here in Gethsemane, we're able to know that while humanly, uh, uh, in, in, in his humanity, he sees that this wrath may be too much for him, he still entrusts himself to the will of God. He still says, not as I will, but as you will. Your will be done. He says, remove this cup from me. Take it away from me. Is there any other way that these people can be saved? And then he says, be that as it may. Not my will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You see, my friends, we are seated here because Jesus Christ entrusted himself to the will of his Father. Because he was willing. Even though he was struggling, even though he was troubled, even though he was sorrowful and in agony, Jesus Christ took the wrath of God on your behalf and on my behalf. And that's why we are welcome this afternoon to his table. You see, when he says, remember me, do this in remembrance of me, he knows what he's saying. He knows what he went through so that redemption may be purchased for you and I, for us to be seated here. as we remember the death of Christ this afternoon I'd like you to know that the pains that the Lord Jesus Christ took to go to the cross cannot be described Paul Washer says that 
Jesus was not afraid of a cross. Many people had died by the cross by the time Christ was being crucified. So it was not a cross that was terrifying him. It was not even the nails that were terrifying him. That he was afraid that a nail would pass through both his feet. No. No. It was the wrath of God that was going to be poured upon him while he was on that cross. And you see, the Bible does say that the wrath of God was poured upon him. That God turned his face away from him. And that's why then we have that darkness from noon to three. When God had turned his face away from his son, pouring his wrath upon him. And you see, while Jesus was being crucified, while they were doing all that they were doing to him, even while he was on that cross, the Bible says that he still wished well for them. He still asked God to forgive them for they knew not what they were doing. And that is why you and I are seated here. If Christ would not have taken upon himself that cross, we would not be here. All this would be useless, shenanigans. But why, why is this meaningful? Why are we seated here? Why would we come out of this place with joy? Why are we rejoicing in the death of our Savior? However ironical that seems, we are rejoicing because Jesus took our place. He died in our place. He took the wrath of God for us. And to all that may not be saved, this is the message that we give them. Come to Christ because He took the wrath of God on behalf of sinners. He receiveth sinful, sinful men. We sing it over and over again that He does, He does receive sinful men because He has received us. And He doesn't just receive us by claiming to receive us. The text that we read here shows that He receives us because He is worthy to receive us. He is able to receive us. He takes upon Himself the troubles, the pains, the sorrows, the agony. He goes through it all so that a sinner like you and I may be saved and be seated here this afternoon. So as we sing, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. I'm hoping that we, we do mean that. We, we are coming here so that we may not forget what Christ did. So that we may not forget the agony that he went through. So that we may not forget the tomb where he was laid. So that we may not forget that Jesus died for our sins. We are coming here so that we may be helped to be willing to daily bear our cross. Because Jesus Christ bore the cross for us. We are coming here so that we may be enabled to remember the cup of wrath that he took. So that we may take the cup that reminds us of the blood that he shed. Friends, what we are doing here is of utmost importance. There is no better place that you would rather be. And we praise the Lord who died to save us. Praise his name forever dear. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ who came and sought us, who lived and died that we may be saved. We praise his name. We praise his name. Amen.
Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that we see the agony of our Savior. We see the sorrow, the troubled soul that was his. And we remember that he took all these pains that sinners like us may be saved. Know how we pray that we may be reminded of this as we take the bread and the cup. We pray that your name may be glorified as your people do this with the right understanding. Please, Lord, keep us from forgetting Gethsemane. Keep us from forgetting the agony that our Savior went through. Keep us from forgetting the love that he displayed on that cross when he died. Such tremendous love lead us to Calvary. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.